This episode of Doug's Open Mic is brought to you in part by Mystic River Acupuncture, ancient medicine for a modern world. Come down and try their safe and effective methods to improve your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Use them for prevention or from quicker healing from injury and illness. Their clinic offers a wide range of services from acupuncture, Chinese herbs, therapeutic massage, cupping, magnet therapy, and so much more. Doug, you have a long history with Kathleen Poole, the owner. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about why she's uniquely qualified to help your listeners? So I've known Kathleen for many years. She's a fellow musician, and as such, she's uniquely qualified. She knows the musician ailments. We do a lot of repetitive motions, and she's got some solutions for that. I've even seen her at various gigs that I've been at, taking musicians into a back room and uh, fix them up right then, kind of repairs on site. That's awesome. And uh, not only that, of course, she can help. She has 30 years experience in the business. And um, if you're wondering, the clinic also has senior days and community acupuncture clinics. So really, whatever you're looking for, they can help. And whatever your situation is, they can help. The clinic is conveniently located in the city of Groton near I-95, Route 1 and Thames Street. For more information, call 860-448-6766 or visit them at mysticriveracupuncture.com. Welcome to Doug's Open Mic, a podcast spotlighting local musicians, bands, and songwriters. So, here we go again. This is Doug's Open Mic, and we have another episode coming your way. For those of you that don't know, might be just tuning in for the first time. This is a podcast featuring local musicians, especially singer-songwriters. We're located in Westerly, Rhode Island, so our sphere of influence is maybe Boston, Hartford, New Haven, in that area, so to speak. And we talk to musicians about what they're playing. Um, Sometimes we go into some of the technical things, you know, about guitars, Sometimes we go into a little music history, but basically, and we try to always have some live music. Not all the time, but most of the time. Spoiler, this episode, we will have live music. Um, so, introductions. So, our, our guest today is Glenn, how do you pronounce your last name exactly? I don't want to screw it up. Kenzia. Kenzia. That's not that bad. Um, so, oh, say Hello. <laughs> I'm Glenn Kenzia. Pleasure to be on the show, Doug. Thanks. And as always, my sidekick, Ben Barber, who's the producer. I've gotten demoted to sidekick? I still called you the producer. Sidekick is good. All right, man. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Glenn, how are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. Doing well. Um, So I'm I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited to have Glenn on. A huge fan of Glenn uh, and uh, happy to call him a friend. Can I call you a friend? Absolutely. Nice. There you go. Podcast over. Podcast <laughs> I over. did it. Some of you who listened to some of our previous shows, if you remember back when we were talking to Gene Paris, um, we were talking about local singer-songwriters that we really admired and we thought were the best in Wesley, and Glenn was on the list. Oh, wow. So, so here you are. What an honor. Oh, don't act like you're surprised by that. I am. I always am. Um, you should be on that list. Uh 
uh, yeah, so this is um, just right off the bat. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out of the way so that everybody understands my bias. Um, Glenn might be my favorite songwriter. Uh, he is one of like when I say that Glenn is one of my favorite songwriters, I don't mean like local songwriters. Like he's like over Lyle Lovett and stuff like that. I mean, first of all, I've (laughs) never heard a Lyle Lovett song, Doug. You mentioned Lyle Lovett every episode. I have no (laughs) idea what you're talking about. We're gonna have to fix that. But um, (laughs) but no, uh, Glenn's music is is phenomenal and um, just he's such a talented songwriter and he's done it through different genres now um, and uh, really grown musically. Like I've, you know, um, what was, when was your CD? The first time I heard you was a CD release party in like uh, 2011. Yeah. That would have been when it was mostly piano based as crooked words. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome. He had a CD release party at Perks and Corks that uh, Dave um, D'Angelis and Mike Chicoria uh, brought me to, and um, it was amazing. Uh, I bought a bunch of his CDs and then handed them out to all of the kids at Westerly High School That's that right. I was teaching. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so that must have been the old Perks, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That, that was, was new. new Perks. Yeah, yeah that was still, still new, new Perks. It must have been fairly new, new, so to speak. It was yeah. when it was definitely when it's only one room. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Glenn is a Glenn is a fantastic songwriter. How long have you been writing your own songs? Let's see, a um, little over, probably about 15 years, um, but of things that I would actually share and, and play for people, probably 10. The early stuff, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> we like to forget about that. Yeah. So so I usually always start at things asking um, musicians about their early years. You know, when did you start playing? When did you, when, when did you start figuring out, I was like, hey, I can do this? Yeah. Um, I was playing bass and guitar, just kind of learning other people's music and looking up tabs and stuff and the back of like guitar player magazine, there would always be like seven songs, about like 13, 12, 13 in that range. I came to the party very late. Yeah. Um, and then started kind of writing my own stuff that just, you know, developed in maybe 15 years old, 16, 17, um. And I remember playing coffee shops when I was about 16. And I would uh, specifically not, I, my parents or my friends wouldn't be allowed to come because I was too nervous and embarrassed. Um, but that changed. What was the reception like when you played those? It was good. Um, I just didn't have, you know, the confidence or I was just totally, totally like, a, you know, shy about it. And, um, yeah, I've mentioned a number of times that, you know, small coffee houses and open mics are a great way, I call it, from getting from the couch to the stage. That's it. You know, you know, you know to get, and you know what, the first few are going to be awful. You know, like you said, you're going to be shy, you're going to think you're doing a bunch of mistakes. And, and spoiler, another spoiler, a lot of the mistakes that you hear when you feel bad about most people don't notice. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 there'll be coffee houses and open mics are very forgiving. You know, you know, everybody looks at you and says, "God, I wish I." You know, they almost kind of wish that. Good for him. Good for him to do that. Now right. they'll be behind you. Right for sure. Yeah. Um. So your uh, father is a composer. Yeah. 
um, Tom Kenzia. Yep. And uh, is what uh, I know that he writes um, spiritual music. Yeah, liturgical and gospel. Um, And uh, so was that a big influence on you? I mean, your music is 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 obviously very much your own um but was the 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 music being in the house and seeing him write write you know your entire life was that a big influence on you yeah absolutely it was um it was definitely what got me to listen to a wide variety of music as a kid growing up and um there were instruments in the house like a piano and his guitars i could play um i didn't have my own guitar for a while i just played one of his um so that was definitely a huge thing. He never specifically gave me like lessons or anything. I took lessons down at Fretz and in, in town here. Um, but it, it was a huge influence. Who's your teacher at Fretz? Well, I had a few. I had uh, Phil Agins, who's no longer with yep. us, and then Thor Jensen. Thor. Yep. So. He's going to be on. He's great. I took lessons for him for a while. Yeah, he's a great guy, great friend, yeah. good person, all around monster guitar player. Monster, monster. Um, and, uh, and obviously you learned to sing as well in the, um, would you, you spent some time in the chorus of Westerly, right? I did. I was in the chorus for a few years. Um, and that was huge learning kind of to sing classical stuff and, um, just for your range, it, it makes you develop things outside of a normal kind of rock and pop. And, uh, it, it was good. It was a good experience for the most part. So a little bit off topic, but every now and then I throw in these little anecdotal things. Um, you mentioned gospel. Some of the best gospel I ever saw is I went to see Lyle Lovett. I know you don't know him. Um, I mean, I know who he is. At, at the Fox Theater, and, and he was so good. And But when he was on stage, I go, he usually has what they call, what he calls the large band, mm-hmm. which is about... 12 pieces maybe you know complete you know with a horn section and and three or four backup singers and and and, and this band was considerably smaller and he and he didn't have his backup singers and i i was like i was like oh i mean it was really good i said ah oh, okay this is great but you know i wish he had you know i wish they had the backup singers and all of a sudden he what he had done is he had hired this gospel group from bridgeport and I mean, this was a full gospel choir. Wow. You know, like 20, 30, you know? And they came, and, and he brought them on, and he sang, and it just made my hair stand up on end. I just, bet. Just, just, just the raw power of, the, the, of their voices was just incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 when I walked out of that concert, if somebody had been in the, at the door and said, you know what, you know, we're going to have another concert tomorrow, the exact same thing, the only difference is the price is going to be double, I would have said, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I, I believe it. Gospel choirs are powerful. Wow, it, it was they something. Get you. Yep. They so, get you. So with all this different, um, with all of these different uh, genres and you know, types of music that you're being exposed to. What are some of your influences? Uh, for my songwriting and music overall, it's kind of different. So for songwriting, I love that kind of uh, sort of country-based songwriting. So I love Lyle Lovett. Um, John Prine is one John of my Prine, favorite writers. Super, yep. um, current day, um, I 
do like Ryan Adams, Connor Oberst, Jason Isbell, that that kind of like songwriter who can go between being solo and with a band and, you know. Um, Gordon Lightfoot, probably, maybe? Gordon Lightfoot, I think it's it, not for his songwriting, but for his production. Those albums with the strings and stuff are yeah. so cool. Um, but then musically, it's just a whole different game. I love jazz and I love experimental bands like Fish. Um it, it kind of runs the gamut. Um, how I write is a lot different than the things I listen to, I think. That's really cool. Uh, so your, as you said earlier about, um, you know, your older stuff being more piano-based, uh, what made you kind of evolve as a songwriter? Well, from that era, I think I was writing a lot more complicated piano um and more arranged songs like they'd be heavily recorded and kind of messed with in the studio and then um i don't know i just kind of got tired of it and and started writing very simple songs with two or three chords only and focusing on the lyrics and the story um so that was the evolution with that i think just kind of a shift in what i wanted to say yeah, you remember any? We were about due for a song. I'm thinking. So, okay. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe something from the early years or, or whatever. Sure, I'll do one from the early years. All right. Uh, any requests? No, no, do. Um, yeah. Uh, so many requests. Um, I mean, definitely something from. Um, it was among other things. Was the yeah name of the album? Right? Okay, I'll do one of those. Yeah. So just for those that are listening, the guitar guys, he's got a nice little Martin there. What year? Oh, this is pretty much brand new. I ah. call this the tax return model. Ah, <laughs> there you go. I got a 1972 Guild. Nice. Baby. I love Guilds. Yep. The town form. Yeah, exactly. That good? Cool. Alone tonight, I must move on Folding the clothes that you left on my floor And we both know this time You're not coming back Unlike every time before Now that you've found two new arms To hold you when you're feeling lost I sleep with the silence of you beyond my eyelids But open them to find you gone And I still feel the chill of your breath on my neck And I still see myself in the books that we read I still dance beside you inside of my head For a moment you never left
Thank you. Yeah. That was awesome. We, we, we've been there with like, is this like a dramatic pause or is it? <laughs> oh, no, I knew no. it, oh, I knew it was <laughs> the end. <laughs> I wasn't totally familiar with it. Next song I'll do that, you'll think, ah, no. No, I know. <laughs> you got to be careful. You got to be careful with those dramatic pauses. Trust me, Doug. I knew that was the end of the song. Oh, good. All right. Um, Very good. Cool beans. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, we love that song so much. Dave actually has covered it in front of Glenn. <laughs> When he was playing at the tap room, Ooh, really, which was very, really, which was very really. ballsy. Yeah, really. That was awesome. That yeah. made my day for yeah. a while. It was just a touching thing. Um, he, uh, so you, um, speaking of uh, the old stuff and then the new stuff, um, Wild Sun is what you're doing now. Yep. And uh, they're just a. It's a fantastic band. Um, it's had a. Um, what is the current lineup? Of Wild Sun. It's actually the original lineup. I noticed, uh, yeah. So I noticed Cam has been... Yeah, has our been original ready. drummer left for a while and then uh, came back recently. Um, actually, halfway through the record, we've just been finishing up the new record. He came back and um, played drums on a lot of that. Um, so that's uh, Cam Robus- Robeson? Yep. And, um, and Paul Fazio. And Paul Fazio. Bass yeah. man. I was... I was like, it's not Pat, it's Paul, it's Paul, say Paul. Why am I trying to say Pat? Because uh, they're brothers. Because I mean. they're brothers, and they were both in the band. Yep. Um, so Wild Sun is fantastic. Doug, have you heard Wild Sun? Or I just not. Glenn? I was just going to ask, where, where do you play in these days? Um, around town now, we'll be playing at the Knickerbocker in oh, August, okay. um, August 10th. All right. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about the Knickerbocker in a few minutes, because... Uh, Glenn works there, and it's a spectacular westerly landmark. There's lots to talk about. Absolutely. Um, we can talk about it now if you want. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about the Nickelbacker. What the heck? Yeah. Let's, let's talk Natural about segue there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Nickelbacker has been in westerly probably... 1933. 1933. And it's um, swing dancing. In fact, there's even a... A style of swing dance that's called Wesley swing dancing. Yeah, uh, yeah. jive blues is what it yeah. um, was oh. coined. And they were monstrously popular for quite a... They, they, they had this little decline for a while. And, and, and I don't know all the exact timelines about when they were good and when they were, you know, when they were kind of in decline. But, I mean, they're still there. I think it, they bring in some wonderful... 
bands that come through that I suspect, you know, they're playing in New York City and then they're playing in Boston. Say, hey, you know what? Wesley's like halfway in between. We'll just stop at Westerly and, and we'll, we'll do a game. I saw Commander Cody. Yeah. Uh, they're spectacular. Just spectacular. See Robert Earl King there. I heard he was just back. I missed that one. Um, he was. He was uh, a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. Um, the other ones, just these great little bands. You know, the Knickerbocker and, and the other place that has gems coming through on a regular basic is the Garden in New London. Yeah, the Garden's done a really good job. And they yeah. got uh, a pretty significant grant a few years ago from the state that really helped them. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that those kinds of, uh, you know, grants and funds, the state is helping out, certainly like with the United Theater and whatnot. Um I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the to John Batiste coming back soon. Yeah, yeah um, he was I saw great. him last year. Yep. He was he was awesome. Did He's fantastic. Um, so uh, what is your involvement with with the Nick specifically, and um, and obviously you have a major involvement in the tap room. Um, so I got involved in Knickerbocker about five years ago. Um, after a show, Wild Sun played. I was talking with the the director about, you know, ideas that I had and stuff and just kind of got the ball rolling um, in a very organic way. Started doing marketing and some social media and graphic design and just, you know, as responsibilities were added, it just grew into a a big job. Um, So now it, it stretches from booking, marketing, social media, graphic design, do the posters, uh, the logo, all that kind of thing. And then the tap room had been closed for the first few years, and that was like where my desk was, where the stage is. Oh, wow. Right. So uh, it, was, it was just this empty room um, that had been closed for over 10 years. And we wanted to reopen it, but we just didn't have, you know, a kind of clear way of how to do it and make it work with the club. Um, and have the two kind of coexist as separate businesses under one roof. Um, and then it just kind of came together a couple years ago that it would be its own kind of club and have songwriters that we couldn't have in the big room. Maybe they didn't have a big following yet, or they just needed a more intimate space, and that was kind of the, the launch pad for the, what the tap room is now. Yeah, I always thought, especially before the tap room was around, I... You know, the Nickelback, and every now and then you have these acoustic groups, and I was just saying, this place is just too big for these people. Yeah, you get lost yeah, in you know, it, it, you know, It's just too big. You know? yeah. But the the tap room is, uh, I think, the coolest place oh, it's in wonderful. Westerly. It's, yeah, that's awesome. It's, um, it's such a, the atmosphere when you walk in, um, it's the only bar in town that doesn't have TVs. Yeah, that was big for us. We wanted to make sure it was all about the music, so if... There's no TVs. There isn't even really art on the walls. It's yeah. just, it's a- awesome. It's um, it's uh, black. Um, it's got some records, right? Is there? Yep. There's records on the on the back b- of the bar, the, the wall, sort of yeah. facade, and, and we do play only records. That's yep. the only thing we, um, we do. And uh, just the the whole atmosphere of it is awesome. It looks out on the train station. Um, across the street so when you're in there uh, it really like it it feels like um, a little bar nestled in New York City somewhere 
Like it does not feel. It, it's a completely different feel once you step in than the rest of Westerly, and uh, it's such a great atmosphere. So nice. I'm glad. Congratulations that. on that whole thing. That's what we're going for. That speakeasy vibe, like you were yeah, saying, yeah, like speakeasy, that you find that's in the uh, most, Yep. In the TV thing, also distracts the musicians. Yeah. Oh, it does. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I play a, used to play at John's and now closed, and they had a TV. And every now and then, I would just catch myself watching it yeah you know, you know and i was like i don't want to do that you know but i oh it used to get me so mad it's like doug <laughs> stop watching the tv you, you, you got stuff to do here do you like glenn do you like when there's a tv next to you and instead of people looking at you they're just you're playing and they're looking right to the, your left no because it bugs <laughs> me out because i'll think that they're like if they're kind of looking at the tv in a very inquisitive way yeah. or, or kind of if it's or all of a sudden they clap game. and all of a sudden you think it's yeah, you, but yeah. exactly they somebody hit and a home I look run. Over, it's exactly <laughs> someone hit a homer. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I will say there is every now and then I'll play a bar gig where I, you know, play covers for three hours, and it, I like doing it. But I'll get you know people that just aren't into it. I'll say, okay, whatever, and I'll look out and there's a TV I can look at and just kind of go through the motions. And, <laughs> yeah, and. uh I will, you know, admittedly watch a baseball game while I play a show. <laughs> I, I mean, I totally sometimes you're just the radio. And, and and I would say to myself, it's like, you know, at this place, I'm the radio. That's what it is. That's I'll be the radio. I'm fine. That's it. I'm getting paid to be a radio? Getting paid That's to what be a radio. Okay. Um, there was, a, uh, there was a, a bar in Connecticut that was open until, um, like, you played until, like, 1.30 almost. And um, it was usually dead. And Dave was like, "I just, I just look at Saturday Night Live. They have Saturday Night Live on directly in front oh, of me, and awesome. I'm just like, <laughs> you can't hear it, obviously, but um, it's a fun thing to to watch when the crowd's not into it. Which just sometimes they're not going to be. Yep. You yeah. Know, you, you have to take that. And, and some of them are out, you know, to just have some drinks and some conversation, and maybe pick up a girl or a guy. You know, got it, got it. You know." Yeah, and I've been and, there too. And, I've been in a bar and someone's playing, yeah. and I, sometimes I'm just out to have fun and yep. right, yeah. relax after. You but know. at the but at the tap room, it's the when the music's when someone's playing music there, it's such an intimate feeling, and there's nothing there's nothing else going on that's distracting right. in there. So you know, even if you're even if you're not there specifically for the music. Yeah, you know, it's the ambiance and the and the types of acts that you have there are um, just so fitting, and it, it's like a comfortable feel. Yeah. And if you have a critical mass of people listening to you, that will quiet the other people down. Oh, for sure, because you don't yeah. want to be the only one who. Yeah. So if you have a critical mass, and the other thing I do when I play is if I see again, if I'm the radio and there's 20 people not listening to me, but there's five that are. On a break, I will specifically go go over to him and say, "Hey, you're listening to me. Thanks." Yeah, you, you know. absolutely. Um, so you have a solo album coming out. It's actually out. Uh, so this is going to be released on on a Monday, and it just came out on Friday, the twentieth, um, live at the Savoy. Yeah, it's. Um a live solo recording under Wild Sun because there's a lot of Wild Sun songs from the first record and the upcoming album. Um, but it was solo at the Savoy Bookshop right around the corner. 
Yeah, um, that's such a cool little series that they're doing, the live at Savoy. Yeah, and uh, you were the per- you were the first one, right? Uh, Will one? Evans was Will the Evans first. was the first yep. one. Um, also a great, yep. great choice for that. Uh, and uh, it's fantastic. Um, unfortunately, all th- all three of us in the house wanted to go, but we kind of drew straws. Um, and let Dave go, and uh, he came home and showed us the. You had the the program with the lyrics in it, yeah. And um, he came home and he was like, "This song's great. This song's great. You got to listen to this." And uh, you actually sent me um one of the one of the songs, one of the rough cuts. Oh yeah, yeah. From the album, which was very generous of you. Uh, you sent just he just emailed it to me because I said that um I really enjoyed it and uh. It's awesome. I have it on my phone. I listen to it very, very often, which is weird, maybe. But um, <laughs> it's it's a fantastic song. Uh, would you say that your so some of the stuff from the new album seems a little bit lighter than the the original Wild Sun album? Would Ooh, you agree with that? It's it's or, um, lighter it's, in maybe subject matter. Um, yeah, like it's uh. Maybe it's just because it came, uh, you know, and I haven't heard the full band versions of it yet. Yeah. But um, it's, uh, I don't know, it sounds, it's it's an awesome sound and it just feels like you're growing even more. And as much as I loved the first Wild Sun album, um, I'm really looking forward to the second one. Do you have a release time frame for that? Uh, I will as soon as it's mixed. I have a rough idea, uh, late October, early November, but I'll have like an exact date as soon as we get it back. Awesome. Um, just because there's production in terms of like right. getting CDs and records made that I want to make sure we hit before. Would you and Cam and Paul all come back and talk to us? Oh yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We'll bring you out to the, uh, the the bigger studio with the full band. Off we go. Yeah. yeah, Glenn got to come in the house today because it's it's hot and we like him. <laughs> um, Don't cook me. No. So that would be a good segue. Let, let, let's say, let's hear a, a new song off the upcoming um album sure yeah and uh while he sets up um i'll just say that you can find that uh wild sun live at the savoy on itunes and uh, apple music and um spotify and uh are people able to order the vinyl or was the is the vinyl being made just for the people that came to the Savoy? Um, so we wound up changing this sort of structure. I don't think we're going to do vinyl on that. Okay. Um, it's just everyone got a download or everyone will oh, nice. get a free download that came. That's um, awesome. But it is on you know all the digital platforms aside from that for people who weren't there. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Pandora. And all of your other music um, is on there as well. And uh, if people want to reach out to you because this is this is pretty much it for this episode. Um, so if people want to reach out to you, where can they do that? Uh, online at wildsunusa.com. You search uh, Wild Sun will come up. Glenn Kenzia, kind of a mouthful, K-E-N-D-Z-I-A, um, which is why I've always gone under band names like Crooked Words or Wild Sun. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Doug, where can people... Um, you can find us. The The best place to find us, I've found, is to go to B440 Productions. Just go into Google, and you'll you'll find Doug's Open Mic. We're on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, Libsyn. One more. That's, 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 that's it. it. Yeah. And, and again, either B440 Productions or Doug's Open Mic. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, get a hold of us. Um, 
Again, if you want to get a hold of uh, Glenn, he gave you info, or, or let us know. We'll, we'll let him know. And uh, we'll, we're going to cut it here, and we're going to go out with an original song by Glenn, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Too many hangovers, too little time Two of the many things on my mind Two steps from any edge at any given time How did I get to this point in my life? Ten bucks you planned it this way all along Ten bucks you're faking I thought a good heart was all I Needed to get by Imagining life as it was as a kid Replaying all of the things I ever did As if I could change it feel it once more As if everyone still was the same as before Too many things I should say to my friends That all wound up staying inside of my head So I order another and sit in my mind Pretending one day everything will be fine Ten bucks you planned it this way all along Ten bucks you're faking I thought a good heart was all I needed to get by Why do they get a walk free? Why do I stay in bed with these feelings? I thought a good heart could not be lost without reason. Another blackout bender on a bar crawl through town Another bleary-eyed morning with the come down I felt it back then and I'll feel it again For now wasting my time just remembering when Well ten bucks you planned it this way all along And ten bucks you're faking I thought a good heart was all I needed to get by Why do they get a walk free? And why do I stay in bed with these feelings? I thought a good heart could not be lost without reason